episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast. I'm joined today with Pastor Bailey off onto my my right. I'll get it one day without stumbling, right? <laughs> or, or stuttering, sorry. And then Jeremy, Zach. remember what they taught you in kindergarten. Put two put your hands up, whichever that one's the that L doesn't work makes, for me. That's your left. That doesn't work for me. Maybe it's my beard that makes me do that. Oh. But never mind. <laughs> so anyway, and then Zach behind the, it's all the sound cheer wine you drink. Yeah. Yes, no, it's yes. withdrawals. I haven't had it in like two months. So. Actually, seriously, I have been having major caffeine withdrawals. It's actually pretty insane. Yeah, I'm back. That, I'm I guess that's what happens when you drink like five to six hundred milligrams of caffeine a day. Yeah, I'm back on the nitro cold Pastor, brew again. Don't man. look at me like so, that. So. That's a lot. I'm back on the nitro cold brew again, man. I keep forgetting how much caffeine's in those things. Three hundred milligrams for a grande. An energy drink. It's a drink <coughs> from uh, Starbucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking about this the other day. I've never, I've never. Had an energy drink. I bought one one time, but I never drank it. <laughs> I'm gonna get you one just to see what it does. Get him a bang. I probably wouldn't drink it, man. Better than don't waste your money. Anything else? I probably wouldn't <laughs> drink it. They're all rain fans, so rains, <laughs> blue raspberry. Yeah. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we finished chapter five in Galatians. Yep. Uh, now we're in chapter six. Home stretch. And, uh, yeah. I can see so, the finish line. I know. It's like right there. So I'll read the verse. That's all right. Good. All right. It says, Brethren, if any man overtaken in fault, which ye are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest also thou also be tempted. Great verse. Yeah, yeah great. Really great good verse. verse. Notice how he put a fruit of the spirit right there in verse one. Meekness. Yep. Meekness. That starts it off great. You there. know, what's unfortunate in today's culture it's almost opposite to this it's if someone's taken in a fault you set your sights on them you right target them you tell everybody the the fault they did right and with me saying that let me preface i'm not talking about hiding people's sins no right i'm talking about no you know that someone does this and you make a mistake pastor you talked about this a couple weeks ago with us someone makes a mistake and instead of going to that person and saying, hey, man, I love you and I'm praying for you, they go to another preacher and they say, hey, did you hear that so-and-so did this? Hey, I heard that so-and-so did this. And just destroy someone's reputation and character. Mm-hmm. And it's not over something major. It's over a, a, yeah. a small thing. Uh, as, right. And it, it's... Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm in 100% agreement with that. And, uh, you know, the, the word here, one of the early words in this passage that is really, really critical to understanding this verse is the word overtaken. And that word is important because what we're talking about here is a brother who has a legitimate profession, who truly loves the Lord, cares about the Bible. Uh, let's just assume here for a moment maybe he's a newcomer to the faith maybe he's been saved less than a year and maybe he got saved out of alcohol god saved him from that lifestyle um nine months after he saved all of his friends show up at how at his house and say hey uh we uh we brought some we brought some some cold ones with us we want to we want to have a party we want to enjoy some time with you and when he sees that, his mouth waters. When he sees that opportunity, he, he wants that opportunity. And so he stumbles back into alcoholism, uh, a one-time offense. He stumbles. That's what he's talking about here, overtaken. We're not talking about habitual seeking of sin. Right. 
We're not talking about someone who deliberately transgresses the law of God. We're talking about someone who fell, mm-hmm. who stumbled. Yeah. And I have friends who have done that recently. I have friends who have done that in the past. I have done that. Mm-hmm. There's been occasions where I have made my mind up. I'm not going to participate in certain sins, and then there will be a, a lapse or a relapse. In those cases, uh, it is emphasized here that that fault has not cast him out onto the rocks of sin. He has not, he has not lost his salvation and even if he's discouraged, I'm sure he will be, he needs to be admonished. He needs to be encouraged. And he needs to be restored. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to, for us to say this too, just so we don't get called liberals on this. But we've got to be careful with that word meekness too because some people take that word meekness or gentleness and will use it as uh, compromising on what on that brother's sin or that overtaking of the fault. Right. But uh, really, Paul never sugarcoated anything. No. And, and neither did Jesus. So no. I don't. We're not excusing that brother's sin, but when of we come to not. him with meekness, uh, we come to him with uh, still recognizing the sin, but we come with him to him with patience Absolutely. and care and kindness but it, and gentleness. It goes back to as well. The uh, the I believe the same principle applies that we've talked about before. I believe you're supposed to go to that brother. Right. Right. One of the things that aggravates me the most personally is when people, when I hear that people, for me, I, I'll use me as an example, when people start going to other people and they use it as a cloak of, hey, I want to get advice on what to do, yeah. but they're using this advice on what to do as an excuse to go and run their mouth right. Correct. about a person. Right. Yeah. And it's, truthfully, in the day we live in, it, with social media and the internet the way it is, I mean, there's no hope if you, uh, like, and I hate to sound, like, dramatic. I'm not trying to be, but there's really no hope. I mean, Twitter is literally the dark hole. I've realized that. It's like. Did you see Jake Potter's tweet? Uh, You know, I just start. I'm a a newcomer to Twitter, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So I may be talking out of turn here. I don't know. But did you see Jake Potter's tweet from a couple of days ago where he brought up the sin of his dad? And he said, uh, "My dad, uh, maybe like it, maybe it was back in the in before 2000." He said, "My dad had a moral failure," and he said it was a bad one. It was a terrible moral failure. And then he said this. He said, "Thank God, we were not in the days of social media back then, or our family would have been destroyed." And so you're exactly right, Zach. The the social media stuff that is going around these days when somebody falls it's exposed immediately mm-hmm. and there is what i what i'm going to call here in this conversation there is the dreaded time stamp right okay so if you got caught maybe with pornography or if you got caught drunk maybe you got a dui okay mm-hmm. or there's a there's a stumble there's a fall if that's the case, people will time stamp you. And the, the the less spiritual group will time stamp you and they'll say, Oh, that guy's a drunk. Yeah. What because you stumbled? Or that guy's a, a pervert. What because you stumbled? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if there's habitual behavior, I agree with you, Jeremy. The apostle Paul wouldn't be saying this. He's not talking about habitual behavior here. Right. He's talking about a stumble. Right. 
Right. He's talking about a lapse or a fall. What you just mentioned, Pastor, actually the exact quote from that, he said, for my family's sake and our church's sake, thank God there wasn't social media. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because and I'm telling it, you, and it was crazy, and it was it was like a limbo for a minute. I, I remember one week, there's this well-known guy, hardcore uh, IFB, you know, I won't mention his name for sake of it, uh, but news came out about him doing stuff. And certain people were going and almost mocking it, like, oh, this isn't no surprise. Like, this guy's kind of crazy. We knew this is just yeah. a matter of time. Well, then come to find out, one of their good friends that's more what we would call left-leaning had what I would consider an even greater fall. Right. And the people on the right were exactly. going and, and that's exactly, laughing at him and yeah. mocking him. And, and I, and, I think and, I know what you're talking that, about, that's too. That's exactly was, why we have this verse. He said, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering, considering thyself. thyself. Mm-hmm. This could happen to you tomorrow. Right. This The consequences that caused that brother to stumble is that he had flesh and opportunity that overpowered him and overtook him. And if you don't think that those two things can overpower and overtake you, you're pretending. Right. You know, so this he is, is saying I here, you to need Jeremy. to consider the weakness of your own testimony, the vulnerability of your own flesh. And that's the problem, like, I'm kind of having with these people who are, uh, we all know, there's people that are on the IFB side and there's people that are not. And the bad part is, is, when these IFP preachers do stumble, it's an attack on them. I think I think I know the exact one you're talking about, mm-hmm. and it's it's uncalled for. Well, because what the it was, same was exact the people thing. on the left, when they saw him fall, they were like, see, we were right. This is why we should have left the IFB. And then the, when the person on the left falls, they're like, hey, you need to show grace and love this person because, you know, we're yeah. sinners too. And but, I agree with that. I agree with that whole statement about that. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it, and I was like, I did just hear you mocking right. this guy for right. doing it right right and it it seems like it that that can't be coincidental mm-hmm. you know it's it seems like to me you know dr blue taught uh taught us that uh dr stent blue's in heaven now with the lord and just a, a giant of the faith and dr blue taught us he said look if if you get arrogant you get proud you get condescending and you look down your nose at other people Dr. Blue used this term. He said, God has no other option but then to kick the leg out from under your pedestal and let you fall. Yeah. That sent chills down my spine, made my blood run cold when Doc said that. He said, God will kick the leg out from under your pedestal and let you fall. And so I'm of the persuasion that Dr. Blue was right and that a lot of this, uh, a lot of the, these things that these guys are, are, you know, pounding their chest about and beating this drum about online. They better, they better consider themselves because God has the ability to let us stumble into circumstances that could cause us to be the next casualty. Yeah, yeah. You and know, that's and another thing is you have to be really careful too because uh, even if a brother or even a pastor who has the stumbling issue, he is still a man of God. And you have to be careful about the houndingness that you do well, with them because, again— the same thing. Remember, what God says revenge is the same. I think this is part of that revenge because revenge is his because you right. you just can't go around doing you, that. Right. I think last week, Jeremy, and you you liked it. My thing is with the whole stance with the IFB with the uh, people that are more a little more left leaning. Mm-hmm. The last thing we need is preachers being disqualified from the ministry. If anything, we need more preachers right. out there. More preachers. And instead of praying and hoping that someone falls so that we can feel like we get a little moral victory, yeah. we should be praying that God uses them. 
I have churches that I disagree with. I have pastors that I strongly disagree with and I have issues with, but I'm still praying that God will use their church and use right. their ministry to win souls because right. at the end of the day, that's what matters. And, right. I, and I don't want them to fall. No. Right. Even if they're, you know, even even if if it's a guy six blocks from here who may be taking members from me, right? I'm I'm not going to sit in judgment of that guy and say, I hope he he winds up immoral and out of the ministry. That's ridiculous. But I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I've heard pastors who have actually made comments like that. You know, as if uh, uh, you know they're keeping score against these guys, and it violates everything in the scripture. First Corinthians chapter thirteen said, "Charity thinketh no evil." Yeah, it think it, it does not wish evil on someone. That's not genuine and true charity, if it does. But another point here that could be made, guys, before we have to wrap this up: Who do you want, according to this verse? Who do you want handling sin problems in the church? Hmm. He answers the question here pretty clearly: Ye which are spiritual. Right. Yep. There are carnal people in the church who are going to handle it wrong. There are spiritual people in the church who are going to be introspective. They're going to do a lot of soul searching before they uh, make a statement or, or or preach a message or whatever the case is. So we want spiritually minded people. I'm convinced that the reason why we're having a lot of these problems is because we don't have enough spiritually minded people in yeah. the church to handle them. Right. The sad thing for me, though, is I know I'm by no means the only one. My wife and I both have uh, this uh, I struggle with like anxiety of like things happening or me messing up because I know I just I know there are people that want me to fail and are waiting for it and, and I refuse to give them that. Right. So I live in this heightened stress environment where I'm trying to make sure that I do everything right uh, and, and it's I'm bound to mess up. I'm bound to fail and I know that's going to happen. Sure. And, and I already have. But it's like when I do, I get this gut-wrenching feeling just praying that nothing happens. And then I I personally have night terrors, and I get these dreams that feel so realistic. And I'll wake up, like, freaking out, hoping that what I just dreamed of didn't happen and doesn't happen. It's Yeah, it's frightening. It's really frightening. And, you know, the the thing also that comes to mind— uh, is this restoration process? Mm. Why are we so surprised when people sin? I mean, wh- we're sinners. That's true, right? I mean, David said, "In sin did my mother conceive me." And so, why are we surprised when when we find out that a that a preacher has uh, has has stumbled? into some kind of a, a fault or wh- even if we find out it's, if it's just a common guard variety member of the church when we find out you know this 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 kid who is 17 years old 18 years old maybe younger 16 years old and and maybe he's uh it's, it's been exposed that he's been sexually active with his girlfriend why are we surprised when these things happen that is human nature right human nature is we can't control our impulses and our instincts we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God to sanctify us daily. We need the Word of God as a barrier and as a filter that keeps us from these types of struggles. But even then, it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look, I cannot sit here and tell you that this is never going to happen to any of us at this table. Right. The likelihood of the of this never happening to any of us is is completely nil. Mm-hmm. You know, one of us is going to stumble. Yep. And so there has to be a spiritual mind about it and a spirit of restoration 
uh, spirit of meekness. The word meekness there, you remember that word picture is uh, a breeze. It's not talking about the gale force winds of a hurricane or a tornado. It's talking about the, the comforting winds of a, of a breeze. Right. Very helpful. So I think that'll conclude this verse. A lot of great truths in just one little verse. I love that verse. But, uh, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I can't wait for the next one where he says, bear you one another burden. So yeah. that'll be a fun one to talk about. But you can catch all these episodes on YouTube, Google, Apple Podcasts, and there's like six or seven different other ones. Um, email us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this verse at info at brandonbaptisttabernacle.com. You can visit our church. Uh, we have services multiple times throughout the week, Sundays, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesdays. Uh, all of those times are on our website as well. Um, Bible college is coming up. Yeah. Don't miss after, your chance uh, to enroll. After Labor Day. Yeah, don't miss your chance yeah, that, to enroll. Can I give that website, too? Sure. That's uh, ttinstitute.org, Tampa Theological Institute, Tri-State Seminary. It's uh, ttinstitute.org. Yeah, I'm excited. It's always fun, all the talks we have and, and all the things you learn. So definitely... Um, don't miss your chance to enroll. But uh, we thank you guys for listening to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast.